Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the CRM Podcast. Really excited about this one. Shaq Stone from Rotorua, founder of 07 Vintage, jumps on the podcast. We talk all things about childhood, touch, going to three Touch World Cups at the age of 15, playing for the Warriors Touch team in the NRL Touch Tournament, having a small family and starting a vintage clothing business all the while studying at the same time. We talk about his learnings and opportunities that this has opened up since he's uh, started his vintage clothing business. And it's pretty much just an, a general all-around chat about life. Hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks for jumping on, brother. Appreciate you. We just sipping up, smoky strolling, having a good day. That trunk full of ice and a nice cold case and the boys put up on display. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the CRM Podcast. This evening we've got uh, Shaq Stone from Rotorua. Firstly, brother, I just want to welcome you to the podcast. How's your day been? Yeah, thank you, bro. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, day's been all good. Pretty busy. Um, study, kids, all of that. But nice, yeah, bro. it's good, bro. Yeah. School holidays keeping you busy? Yeah, definitely, bro. Um, just grateful that my partner's taking the week off to to help me, I've gone back to study this week. Um, yeah, obviously first week of school holidays, but the, the kids are all good, bro. They they get in there and um enjoying the holidays. Yeah, nice, so good. good stuff. What are you studying at the moment? So I'm actually in my third year, um, doing my bachelor sport and rec, bro. Nice. Um, so I'm going back to do that, and then eventually, hopefully, we'll um I'll do my post grad in teaching, and uh, become a PE teacher. That's the that's the goal anyway. So nice, bro. Um, my last last semester just started this um. This week, actually, my last semester of study. Yep. Um, and then finish up in October and then hopefully graduate and yeah, uh, start next year. So. Oh, mean. Yeah. Mean. Um, what kind of, do you have like a specific school that you're keen on going to? Um, or? Yeah, lots of boys, bro. Hopefully go back to the Taraka. Yeah. Um, been doing my placement and stuff there over the last couple of months. And um, yeah, just thoroughly enjoy it. And always, you know, obviously, being an old boy of the school, it's just, Sort of an easy, easy role to, to yeah. fall back into. Um, no, obviously know about the history and, and what goes on at the school. So always yeah, helps, eh? Yeah, definitely, bro. Um, so that was definitely a dream job to go back to to give back to my school and and whatnot. So yeah, that's that's pretty much the dream. Mean, bro. Mean. How are you? Um, how are you finding juggling like having a young family and and studying at the same time? Um, I guess going back to study now that I'm a bit older and have, have those responsibilities of being a parent, bro, it's, it's sort of helped me to, I guess, with like time management and, and prioritizing a lot of, a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. I guess when I was a lot of bit younger, I went to study and um, sort of didn't have the drive or the passion to, to actually, you know, go to classes or, or do the work. But now yeah. that I've got a small family, bro, yeah. uh, it changes all that. And yeah. um, I just, they're, they're my reason why I, I, I'm doing what I do to, I guess provide a bit of life for them, bro. So um yeah, they're definitely my drive to to want to study and, and get and just be better, I guess. Hundred percent, bro, hundred percent. So how old were you when you had um your kids, bro? How were you a young dad? Yeah, I was a young dad, bro. Um pretty much straight out of school. Uh just yeah. turned nineteen when I had my daughter. Um and then had my young fella a couple of years later as well. So um reasonably young. They're they're quite old now. Um they'll turn eight and six this year. So oh, I mean yeah. Um yeah, relatively still still getting to that good age, I guess, where they can yeah, be more independent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a blessing, bro, I would say. Wicked, bro. I suppose you wouldn't change it for the world, eh? No regrets. Nah, hell no, nah, never never change it, bro. It's uh, it's been definitely hard times when I was younger, but uh, yeah, for sure. I'm fully, uh, 
for 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 those for their blessing and, and stuff like that. So yeah, hundred percent, brother, hundred percent. Now that's wicked. Um, we'll, we'll start off the podcast. We've already really gone on a tangent, but we'll start off with um, I suppose like a grateful one because I'm a fucking copycat. I like YKTR and their content, and two, I think it just it just puts you in good stead, and it's all about perspective and stuff. So. I suppose one thing I'm grateful for today, bro, is uh, friends and family. So after work, I spent a few hours at um at my best mate's house, and he just recently um had his third baby, little girl. So finally got to meet my little niece and had a few cuddles at the start. So that was mean for me, bro. Um, yourself? Yeah, I guess the same thing, bro. It's just um coming home from I guess from being so from studying and being at tech and coming home and seeing my kids and. Uh, my lovely partner and and just enjoying time with them. Um, went down to the park this afternoon and just enjoyed the the beautiful afternoon. And I guess it's just grateful to be able to to do that. Um, obviously, you've seen Australia going to or Sydney going to another two week lockdown, and um, for them to not be able to you know do what they can, I'm grateful to be able to do what I can at the moment. And um, so yeah, definitely my friends, my family, uh, but most of all my yeah, my small family is probably what I'm definitely grateful for. Hundred percent, bro. Mean, mean. So, was you and your missus like a? Were you guys like high school sweethearts or? Um, no, I wouldn't say that, bro. <laughs> we, yeah, we uh, we definitely had a had a bumpy road to start off with, but um, yeah, yeah, as everyone does, eh? Yeah, as everyone does, bro. But uh, we've come a long way to yeah to being re- recently engaged. I popped the question not too not too long ago. I see that, bro. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. yeah thank you, brother. Um, yeah. So, as everyone does, has our up and downs, but we we've got there, bro, and we grinded away. Yeah, we're in a happy place and good place. So, um, mean, bro. Mean, I'm happy for you. Tell us uh, or talk us through the um the engagement, bro. How did it go down? How did you plan it? Who did you tell? <laughs> oh, bro. To be honest, I didn't really tell too many people. Um, yeah. just a small couple of family members and whatnot. Um, I asked asked their father, obviously, for the blessing and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but then just went to dinner with my kids. I was actually on her birthday. Uh, I took them up to the Skyline Skyrides up uh, the gondolas. By the luge? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the luge, bro. Yeah. So we ended up yeah, up there. Um, and then I asked her brother, bro, if he could obviously come and um, sneak his way up somehow and, and video it. Um, I took my two kids with me, went for dinner. And then I wasn't until maybe five minutes before I was about to propose, take her outside to propose, that I told my daughter yeah. that I was going to do it. And uh, she, was, she was blown away, bro, which was a pretty surreal uh, moment for me. And then, because um, it was a real cold night, bro, and we uh, took her outside to do it. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, what are we doing? What, what are we going outside for? And then um, sort of had to, you know, not rush it, but had to had to get get to the point quite quite fast. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, pretty much just got down on one knee, and then my son and my daughter were with me. And, uh, was, yeah, it was a real special moment, bro. I you know, asked her if she wanted to marry me. So okay. all the words that I had prepared sort of went out of my head. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then that was, that was pretty much it, bro. Yeah. Nice, bro. Nice. Fucking short and sweet. Easy <laughs> does it, eh? Yeah, Got nice. the job done. Love you, Eck. <laughs> nice, bro. Hey, bro, Um, we'll take it right back to the start. Tell us um, kind of how you grew up, your childhood, any siblings. Um, how was that? Yeah, um, I had a pretty good childhood, bro. Um. Obviously, both parents, and then um, I got an older, older sister, older brother, and then a younger sister as well. So two sisters and one brother. Right. Um, and yeah, we had a pretty good, pretty good childhood, bro. Um, most of our time was spent uh, down either at a touch field or rugby field at the rugby clubs. Yeah. Um, with a lot of my cousins staying at Nan's house, 
um, on a Saturday night or underneath the underneath the bed table. Yeah, uh, hanging on to mum and dad's leg. But um, yeah, bro, it was it was a good good ride and um, definitely grateful for for the upbringing that I I had. Yeah, yeah for sure, bro. I think you um I think you hit it on the head there, like. I think I'm the same. Like my parents are still together. Like fuck you, you take it for granted sometimes, eh? Like you see a lot of disorientated families and families that just aren't quite clicking. And fuck, I've never like I've been grateful enough not to um not to have to experience any of that type of type of thing. But I suppose it'd be the same for you, eh? Yeah, bro. Um, I, it's just yeah, these days it's too it's far too common for you know mum and dad not to be together. And and uh, I guess. Yeah, you just got to take it for you can't take it for granted how 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 special it is to have both parents and, and a family that that grows together and and you know does life together. I guess hundred um, yeah. percent. Nice, yeah, bro. bro. Um, so yeah, bro. Like, what 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 school did you go to? Like growing up. So I went to um well high school, Rotorua Boys High School. Um, yeah. yeah, and that was oh, I was so grateful to to be able to go to that school. Um, yeah. you know, obviously has a rich history in our, our rugby. Yeah. Um, a few national titles and whatnot there, but um, we also won a few touch national titles as well, secondary school national titles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my my old my parents went went to that school, but um, and was pretty pretty much destined to go go there as well. And um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good school, but, bro. Yeah, it is. It is, good and school. even now, um, even now, like looking back on it, how how successful the school was and is now, it's it's just growing, bro, and. Um, the resume that it's needs it's becoming is is, is massive. Um, yeah. And to be able to go back, like eventually, hopefully, that's my obviously my goal is to go back and, and give back. Is that'll be a dream come true to be able to do that, bro. So, um, yeah. Nice, bro. Right. Man, yeah. I think I've only been there once. Oh uh, yeah. But I didn't play. I didn't play you guys. It would have been back in under 15s. I remember, you know, uh, that Western Heights tournament. Yeah, 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 yeah bro. Yeah. We I played on that, and we played Rotors 15s. That's yeah. when you guys still had that um that t- oh that twelve thirteen dude. What was his name? He and he had a he was in a car crash, bro. He was like destined for oh. like the next big thing. Kane Lewis? Yeah, bro. That's the one, Kane Lewis. What's he up to now? Oh, yeah, I feel for that fellow, bro. He's yeah. uh, a little bit off the rails and stuff, eh? Obviously from the car crash and, and whatnot, had a few yeah. injuries. Um, but yeah, I'm not too sure exactly where he is these days. I right. think he might be a victim, bro. He's doing some some kind of Sometimes kind of gig up in Auckland, but yeah, he's yeah. still feel ratchet for the bro. So yeah, bro, for sure. He was God yeah. back then, eh? Oh, bro, he was destined <laughs> to, to some good things, eh? Do yeah. some good things. But, um, yeah, they are, unfortunately, it's too, it's too common these days, you know, for, for people to, for their careers to be cut short like that. 100%. For, for all different reasons, like injury, mental oh. health, logistics, like, it's kind of like, it, it's mean seeing people crack it, but you Sometimes I just imagine, like, fuck, imagine all the people that haven't cracked it who were, you know, like. And um, what sort of boys, bro? Like, honestly, there's so many talented boys that are here in, 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 oh, in this area anyway, but they just don't obviously get to that next stage because they oh, they just fall through the cracks. They just, there's something that comes up that just obviously stops them from yeah. progressing to the next stage. And um. These are the one they go to elsewhere, or, or they just don't kick on, bro. It's yeah, yeah. something that yeah, it's that multi flare, bro. It's that multi flare. It's it's irreplaceable, way. Eh? It is, bro. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, what do you think we could do to kind of help those boys not fall through the cracks, bro? Is, is there like a common a common factor, or 
Well, I think what I've seen and what I've noticed is just the pressure that's put on them at such a young age, bro. Like, yeah. um, like there's so much expectation on them to, to succeed and to be, you know, the, the next big thing more, you know? And I feel like you just need to let them, I guess, grow themselves and, and learn from the, the mistakes, I guess. And, and they'll get to a point in their life where they understand that if this is what they actually want, they'll, they'll work out to get there. 100%. Um, I was like renowned for not having, you know, having the most talented followers, but just not the hardest workers, I guess. Yeah. So um, you'll find the old gym and, and, you know, person that will be able to do both. But um, I guess instilling in them young that hard work was always, will always, you know, out, outright the old talent. Yeah. So, nice, bro. Yeah, um, earlier, you kind of mentioned that you went, you were never too far from a touch field or a footy field. I suppose you're one of those kids that always had a had an oval ball on your hand wherever you went, eh? Yeah, bro, hundred percent. Ah, that was that was my childhood, bro. Had a, either had a rugby ball or a touch ball in the hand, and, and we were either playing on the sidelines with the cousins or, or the mates that were that were there, and um, just followed followed the family around, I guess. Like yep. the old man was NZ Touch, and Dang. uncles were Bay Rugby had one All Black, you know. Like we just followed them everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And like that was pretty much just the way of life for us. We just Followed them wherever they went, and ball was always in the hand. And yeah, from a young age, bro, just pretty much played rugby, footy, or touch wherever I could, whenever I could. Yeah, mean. Like, Come on, talk us been... through. Um, oh, sorry, bro, carry on. That's good. Um, I just said, um, New Zealand childhood boy pretty much does. Yeah, bro. I guess. Yeah. Um, kind of take us back to the start of like your touch journey and footy journey, bro. Kind of comment on it as you go through, but um, obviously, like just your touch journey in general, like up the grades, the teams you made, experiences, ups and downs? Yeah, I guess from a young age, bro, I was um, just coming, obviously coming from my family as well to, to succeed quite early. So went through the age grades, or to do a, oh, I don't know, under nines, 11s, whatever the grades were. Yeah. Um, played Bay all through the young ages, um, Bay plenty as well, and then went on to sort of like the New Zealand academies and stuff like that at a young age. Um, I remember actually being like too young for the New Zealand Academy. I got oh, selected, true. but I was too. So I was like, yeah, that was a buzzy one, bro. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess I got thrown into the EPN quite early. Like I played, I started playing men's grade when I was like sort of like 10, 11. And Fucking then, hell, no way. Like uh, that was just local comp, but like pretty much just got chucked in the deep end quite early and then just just learned from there and then um I remember going to a nationals. So I played my first year of high school. Actually, we, we I played um, year nine. I played in the senior boys touch team, and we went to wow. nationals. Won it. And won it. Yeah, we won it. We beat Hamilton boys in the final. Fuck um, man. Yeah, so that was two thousand and seven, bro. That was well, that was a fair long, long yeah. time ago. But, yeah. um, pretty much from there, that's when my touch career really kicked off. Yeah. I sort of got invited to the Bay under twenty ones, and I was only like thirteen at the time. Um, Fuck earmarked. Yeah, so yeah. I played and then got, got selected at nationals for my first New Zealand team, bro. So that was like, yeah, I think I played New Zealand under 19 mix and I was 14, bro. So that was like my first. <laughs> so they don't want you to chuck you in the 15s or the 17s? I skipped all that, bro. Missed all the 15s, going straight to 19s and pretty much stayed in that grade for the next couple of years, I guess. <laughs> yeah, waited for everyone else your age to catch up, eh? Hey? Yeah. So it was, it was honestly, honestly like that, bro. And I felt like I was exceeding where I was, where I should have been. Like, yeah. But 
it got to a point where I was like, I need to, I need to slow down. I need to make, you know, like come back down to earth kind of thing. Cause it yeah, sort yeah. of made myself get a, a far too hit of myself at, at a point there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I sort of started playing men's. I didn't play my age grade after that when I started wow. with 15. Um, from 15 onwards, I never sort of played any age group anymore. I just played men's for throughout my whole life, for the rest of my life, pretty much. Man. Um, yeah, got the opportunity to play out to trial actually for the New Zealand men's team and go yep. to World Cup in Scotland, which was in 2011. And I How old was, were you then? I was still at school. So I was 17. Fuck. Um, and then, yeah, trialed for the New Zealand men's team and made the team and went to World Cup in, in Scotland. Edinburgh. And um, that was my debut for, for the New Zealand men's in 2011. So, um, As a 17-year-old, still at school. Yeah, yeah. So, Bro, was that the same team as um, Dean Williams? Yeah, bro. Yeah, Dino, Dino was in there. Fuck. Yeah, he was like my idol growing up. Eh? Like him, yeah. my older brother as well. So yeah. I had old, my older brother. Both of us got to go together, uh, which Man. was a huge um, thing for my family as well. But yeah, playing along the likes of Dino and um, and if you know Mitch Graham, the our New Zealand current head um, captain at the moment, he's he was in there. And yeah. Like seeing Dino, bro, playing alongside him was, you know, yeah. you see us. YouTube and all of that buzz, bro. Like that's exactly what he's like. And really, bro, I remember, I remember um watching that uh video. You know when you could like save them on the app, yeah. you yeah, like yeah. used to cash them, bro. Yeah. I used to fuck this. Probably my only video I used to cash and watch those when he scored like six tries against Aussie. That that video, bro, yeah, yeah. probably one of the, my favorite touch videos ever. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, bro. So um, that was a that was a huge moment for me. Was going to that World Cup and stuff like that. It was. It was sort of I had to pinch myself. Yeah, yeah, bro. But being then, so young, going to a World Cup, how did you kind of deal with that? Like, was it overwhelming? And if it was, how did you kind of bring yourself back down? Yeah, um, because like we obviously played quite a few matches over there and played against a couple of other countries. Um, but it wasn't until I got to the to the final, bro, because I didn't really get nervous or um or anything like that until until the final um mm. and it was a big occasion obviously playing against australia in the world cup final yeah honestly bro i was like i was so sick eh? like i felt yeah. sick the worst feeling that i ever had but i just i think i just took it in the moment bro like i just i was in the moment and i remember listening to the national anthem and just just looking out and just i guess looking to my right and my brother was there and and just coming just bringing myself back down to earth and just knowing that I had to just do what I could to to play the game and just go back to what I was used to and yeah. just not over, over, I guess, over-exaggerate the, the occasion. Yeah. Um, but definitely, bro, there was one moment that I knew that I had to, like, bring myself back down to earth to know that I was... Yeah, like, yeah. That's like the pinnacle, bro. World Cup final. Yeah, yeah. Brother next to you, Aussie. Fuck, you can't get any bigger than that, man. Exactly, bro, and that's what I mean. Like, it was, it was such a buzz, and especially being 17 years old, like, I don't know what was going on like i don't know yeah. how to feel um i guess ever since then bro it's i've never never felt that sort of pressure i guess and i've learned from it so yeah 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 i guess there's a couple of positives and negatives to it i guess 100 yeah. percent. how did you guys get on that that, that game oh, bro, we lost by one. Oh, we had an opportunity bro with about a couple of minutes to go they had somebody get sinbin then we had six on five yeah and yeah, we didn't quite take the opportunity, and yeah, sort of went against us, and we lost. Yeah, we lost by one, bro, which is yeah, yeah it was was tough, but 
yeah, it was was a was an amazing experience, bro. When I look oh, back bro. at it now, bro, yeah. being I suppose being so young and playing up a few grades, how did you um? Did you ever seem to put like pressure on yourself to think, oh yeah, I'm this far ahead, so I need to stay this far ahead, or? I guess it worked, it worked against me, bro. Because after after that World Cup, I sort of thought I, I sort of cemented my my spot in, in the team. Yeah. And I, I went off the wagon a little bit. Like I did, I stopped training as, as as often as I did, and um just relied on the old natural talent because I was at school and, and you run around pretty much the whole time you're at school. So yeah, that fitness buzz was always there. But as soon as I left school, bro, it sort of sort of went downhill and um. I ended up missing out on one of the, no, a couple of the teams, to be honest, 2000 and I think it was 12 and 13, um, due to the fact that I was, wasn't in shape and yeah, uh, yeah just the fitness side of things went, went down. So um, I guess learning from, like taking big learnings from that was, was a huge experience, bro, because yeah, obviously sure. it was a big downfall within my, my career because I had made these teams all, all the way through my life and then to yeah. be told. To be told no, you're like, what, yeah, what do you mean no? Yeah. yeah. I've I've had it so good right up until this point in my life, and then it's been like nah. So um, yeah, that was a I guess a big learning from me, bro. Yeah. Okay, for sure. I think um, I don't know about you, but I think the way I see society nowadays, especially like the younger generation, I feel like they need rejection. I feel like they need to be told or they need to fail in order for them to kind of build a little bit more character. I feel like yeah. they get given a lot of things, and I think I'm I'm was that kind of like a similar situation to yours or? That, that's the exact situation that I was in, bro. Like I, I needed that wake up call to be able to know that I, I need to work for, for what I, you know, for these rewards to be yeah. able to, to, to make these teams and stuff like that. Cause um, like I mentioned, bro, like I just pretty much had the natural talent and ability to make these teams without putting in too much hard work. But then I guess when it sort of got the door got shut on me, then I was like, Whoa, you know, what do I do? Kind of, yeah. kind of thing. That was, Probably the biggest um, blessing in my eyes for me to be able to kick on and and learn from that and and, and become a better better player and better person, I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How did you deal with that mentally, bro? Was that like a, a bit of a tough challenge being so young? And yeah, it was, bro. It took me a it took me a couple of years actually, to be honest, to, to figure out what I needed to do to get back into the you know the shape and and I guess the player that I needed to be to to make these teams again. Um, it was more, it was it was definitely more mentally than physically. Like the physical side of things was easy, but mentally, yeah. I it took me a little longer to to actually know, you know, I could do it. Like I yeah, could, for I sure. Could, yeah, because I guess there was a time there where I was like, no, nah, I just want to, you know, sort of like not give up on it, but, but just like, why am I doing this kind of thing? But then, yeah. I just guess I look back at what like where I come from and in in the moments that that I enjoyed and, and the people that I was around that pushed me to be, to want to be back at the, um, at the top level, bro. So yeah, bro, for sure. hundred percent. So world cup, 17 years old, lose by one to Aussie, go back to New Zealand, do your level three exams <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, miss out on, on the next few years. And then kind of what happened after that? Yeah. So then I made, I actually made it back into the next world cup, bro. So I, um, I missed the next probably two years and then our next couple of years actually and then yeah made it back into the men's team in probably 2014 we went on trans tasman over to aussie and then the following year we had another world cup and um was lucky enough to 
we're sort of coming back into into a good you know good headspace mentally physically all of that kind of stuff mm. um 2015 I, I i made it back into the team so there was another world cup Manozzi, um and yeah that was pretty much me getting back into the into the top top yeah side, nice yeah. how um how satisfying was it after making it not making it two years in a row and then finally been and then then finally saying yeah bro you're back you're back in like how fucking good was it to to hear that bro i think it was it was it didn't actually sink in until i was on the plane on the way to to aussie like to the world cup where like i sort of looked in the mirror and was like oh, i actually you know i had done this i i you know yeah but i knew within myself that i put in the hard work so i deserved to, to go i wasn't 100%. like I wasn't like gonna turn up and like expect to to just get given a, a card to go to another World Cup because I'd been to one before. I, um, yeah, I've come to a realization that I needed to do the work and and know myself that I did do that. So it was, yeah. it was it was it was huge, bro. It was so rewarding. Nice, I bro. Guess, yeah. Did you um did you feel like like was it a relief to make the team or was it? satisfying so did you kind of like put way too much pressure on yourself to make that team and if you didn't you felt like a failure or nah no i just guess it was more satisfying than anything like um, nice. yeah just because i knew i had done the work so i didn't want to yeah i guess they didn't want to build myself up too much to know that if i did didn't miss didn't miss out or that i didn't miss out that i wasn't you know i wasn't disappointed, disappointed. in myself yeah but no that's good it tells me that you're in a pretty good headspace, which is important being such a young kid, bro. Um, how did you guys get on in that World Cup? I got dusted in the final, bro, from Aussie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bro, they, they honestly played the most clinical game, like, to the point of almost perfection, bro. Like, they played a, a ah. perfection. Like, it was on their home turf, like, in their backyard. And they had a pretty, pretty decent team, bro, but we just... We've done everything we could on our side, but it just, you know, one of those games where it just, he's just got big yeah. team on the day, bro. Like, actually, like, coming off the field, it was just like, wow, we just got, we just got given to us. And yeah. you just had to go on the turn, bro. It was almost like one of those games we, yeah, bro. You know, yeah. Yeah, so. for sure. Game is still, still tough to lose, but. Yeah. 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 What do you, um, what do you like so much about the game? I guess the skill set, bro, like the the pace, and I, I I don't think people have an appreciation for actually how fast and how mm. how skillful the game is until you actually watch it live. Like watching it on YouTube and like live streams and stuff doesn't doesn't actually you don't get an appreciation for like how how fast the game is and yeah how skillful the game is, and and probably the technicality, bro, like. Honestly, there's so many so many technical aspects to to the game that um, I guess people don't take you know take for granted. Like yeah, they bro. think it's yeah. just play touch, like you know the old backyard touch kind of thing. But yeah. touch at, at an international level or even at a national level now is it's so technical, bro. And it's but it's it's a good thing. Like it's you're always learning. The game's always evolving. Yeah, bro. Hundred percent. You've always got to keep keep learning bro it's like the game has changed from you know the last three world cups that i've been to they've all ch- been different yeah um yeah so i guess it's, it's just that bro the skill set um the pace of the game and just yeah just the ever-evolving transition of the whole, whole whole game itself yeah yeah bro nice um at which point did you 
kind of go to Warriors? Was it after your third World Cup or before? Um, that was so the Warriors came into the system after our last World Cup, just the one just gone, 2019. Oh, yeah. yeah, so they introduced it in Australia, the NRL Touch, um, to a few teams in 2018 in Australia. And then because it went so successful, they expanded it and then they brought in the Warriors in 2019. So um, after yeah. our World Cup in, in Malaysia in 2019, we got named in that as well in the Warriors team. So in the first yeah, nice. Warriors team, which nice, was break. pretty Fuck yeah, that's epic. Yeah, yeah. Before you um, before you touch on that, bro, take us back to that that uh, that third that third World Cup. What was that like? Um, <laughs> that was probably the the most enjoyable World Cup I've ever been to. Like out of the three, um, for many reasons, like our team was quite. Uh, we done everything we could to uh, prepare as well because it was in Malaysia, bro. So that was a that was a whole new different element. It's yeah. in its um, being in Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur. So um, the the temperature, the humidity, yeah, bro. Trying to play touch in the summer in New Zealand is hard enough, let alone or in Australia, let alone playing in Malaysia where it's you know hundred percent humidity, thirty five. <laughs> like it is ridiculous, bro. I've never been in those kind of conditions before. So yeah, um, that itself was was challenging, bro. And then you had to be fit and you had to execute all your you know your plays, your moves. Um, but it was it was the most enjoyable and satisfying um, World Cup, I, I guess, just because Man. of the amount of work and um, that we put in. But again, falling short by one to Australia is, is bittersweet. But yeah, um, yeah, it was a it was a massive experience, bro. It was it was wicked. Nice, bro. Nice. Um, biggest biggest learning from those three World Cups, you think? <clears throat> I guess just just trying to stay current with the times, bro. Like. Um, like it's because the game's evolving, I guess from a young age, from that first one to the third one. I, I guess I've changed so much as as an as a person to gain an appreciation of, you know, my game and where mm-hmm. I need to be. So, um, yeah, there's there's heaps of learnings, bro. Like, then things that I probably could could do different um, yeah. leading up to. But I think I've gotten to the point now in my life where, or and in my playing career where I. Um, I can be more specific in terms of, of what I, I need to do to be a better player. Yeah. Um, our coach, uh, Raul Das, he's, he's, a, he's an onto-it man and has helped me in the last couple of years to um, sort of change my game a little bit. And yeah. it's been awesome, bro, yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess just, just learning and taking new things in. And, man. Yeah, it's been the biggest learning experience, I guess. Nice, bro. So... You were just kind of mentioning like the Warriors touch, NRL touch, bro. What was that like? Because that's a fucking mean initiative. Is that still going? Or nah, it was supposed to like obviously last year, just before COVID, we had um, it had just ex- expanded again um right. after, after obviously our, our first year being in in 2019. So last year, 2020 was going to be a an even bigger one. Um, and was looking forward to it because yeah, it was it was going to be good, but. Just being in the first one, bro. Like usually, because touches are user user pay sport, bro. Like you you got to pay for pretty much for everything, even yeah. at the, the national level. You got to you got to fund yourself. You got to find sponsors. You got to fundraise all of that kind of buzz. But for the NRL touch, bro, everything was paid for. So like to be able to you know play touch like after all these years of, of paying and to be able to do it without having to to pay for it was like yeah the dream too like. Honestly, bro, and to, to fly over to Australia on the weekend to play touch, like, hard. 
like bro, that was buzzy for all of us. Like we had to pinch ourselves every time we were about to to jet away to Aussie to play, you know, and for one game and then fly back the next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so buzzy, um, but it was honestly, bro, the best experience I've ever been a part of in terms of like um, the touch scene. Because I think for us, bro, that's for the game of touch. That's where we need to get to is that kind of professionalism, being able to play in those big stadiums and yeah. Um, exposure gives for the game bro is, is massive um but yeah it was tough bro I, honestly it was it was tough because like the, our travel schedule was kind of kind of stuff day from the get-go yeah like we'd, we'd travel so like say if we play a sunday after our sunday afternoon game would travel sunday morning like fly oh, to aussie leave auckland at like six in the morning get to aussie at like eight and it was pretty much straight to the hotel, chicken, and then straight to the fields. Um, about an hour downtime, warm up, play the game. And then it was, yeah, pretty much dinner that night, back to sleep that night, and then fly out um, the next morning, bro. That's hard, man. That's hard. That's um, You've got a whole, lot, a whole lot of different things going on there. you got jet lag, you got fucking time differences, albeit two hours. Fuck, that matters when you play the same day you travel. I've never I've never played a game after being on a plane. Like your legs get fucking tired and all of that. Yeah, so it's fucked. We had to take that into consideration, bro. Like honestly, like we had to do whatever we could to try and you know eliminate all those variables, bro. But honestly, it was tough, bro. Our first time that we did it, we played the Gold Coast Titans at, um, over there, and right, we got we got spanked because we yeah. just weren't. Uh, like we come off a plane like. Yeah, it was tough. But the next time we did it, bro, we got to play at Suncorp and it was unreal. Play there, like you know, a few touch boys being able to play on non Suncorp and there, you know, the history of, of Suncorp Stadium, bro. It, yeah, was, bro. it was it was so mean. It was such a mean experience. And um ended up getting a good good dub on that one. So that was that was a good learning as well. So yeah, it was awesome, bro. Nice, bro. I hope they um I hope they bring it back because I think you mentioned it earlier, like especially with touch. I don't know about other countries, but definitely in NZ, it is like more of a pay your way type of thing. Like if you make a team, you got to fundraise or you got to find your own way through it type of thing. And I think that's probably a big part of um, kids not pursuing it. I also think that having like an NRL comma that shows kids more of a pathway. Um, kids can say, oh, fuck yeah, if I make if I'm at regionals and I go to Nats and then I'm at the New Zealand team, I could be in for a shot with the Warriors and then they could go to age group Warriors. You know, it's, it's more of a, it's more of a reality for our kids if, if they kind of bring that in. Um, and like you said, more professionalism, more exposure, playing on bigger stadiums. It can only, it's only on the up bro. And I think there's a big, uh, a big gap for that in touch, especially in New Zealand. Cause I think we've got enough talent to definitely be better than the Aussies. Um, yeah, they're good, but, like, I honestly hope that they bring it back, especially if this COVID thing kind of, kind of drifts away, eh? Yeah, 100% agree with you, bro. And that's that's pretty much it. It just gives our, our you know, the next generation an opportunity and another pathway that they can they can grow to because, honestly, that, that that's where it was heading to. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's just been a bit of a halt, but um, like you said, bro, that's, it's just another opportunity because there's, there's far too many of our, like, all our touch players that start with touch end up going to different codes because they're just, Big opportunities, bro. Like, yeah, you know, rugby players, our, our league players, they go and go on to bigger things. It's just they've obviously started with touch, but because there's no sort of sort of pathway after you get to NZ, and it's all paid, you know, user pays, kind of hard. 
hard for them to stay in the game unless they're you know that's they're so passionate about it that they'll stay in it. Yeah, bro, hundred percent. What's the um? Who's who's the best? Who's the best player you've ever played with and played against? Oh, yeah, it's a tough one, eh? Um, played with. I would have to say my brother, bro. My older brother. Um, like he's he's been around for a long time, and yeah, he's he's he's, he's notched up a few caps for the New Zealand team. Um, and I just guess like I've always looked up to him as a touch player. Like, yeah. well, obviously he's been the older brother, but um, yeah, I guess for me it's it's been him. Like well, I have, I've played alongside a couple of other um, special players as well. Obviously like Dean Williams, and um, yeah. it's a great and, and the likes of those kind of guys. Um, but yeah, he'd, he'd probably take the cake. Yeah, and then. Um, the best player I probably played against is probably Dylan Hennessy, bro. Um, he's the current, I would say, the best player in the world at the moment in Australia. Fuck, <laughs> true. Just one of those guys, bro, that you try everything you can to defend and, and, and play against. And he's just got something for it. He's got everything, bro. Like he's got a <laughs> work. He's got a you know best pass in the game, but um, have so much respect for him that you know you, you got to give it to him. Like he's, yeah, he's that's me. Know, Name the best player in the world for a reason, bro. Like he's, but um, you know when it comes push comes to shove on the field, you're not gonna lie down. So always give a give a back, yeah, bro. Yeah, fuck yeah, hundred. Um, and Connor, after like your, I suppose like NRL touch and stuff, you're still playing module and stuff like that. Um, playing like fuckers and stuff like that as well. But what's kind of the next kind of big thing for you in terms of touch footy at the moment? It's kind of hard at the moment because obviously all our international stuff is is, is on hold because um, yeah. obviously travel to, to Aussie. Um, but yeah, it's just club stuff. Um, we had nationals a couple of months ago in Christchurch with the Bay. Um, that was probably one of the toughest nationals I've been a part of. I oh, guess. Yeah? Um, yeah, I guess because there hasn't been any international footy in the last couple of years or the last two years at, at least. Um, the, the growth and the I guess the development around the regions in New Zealand at the moment is quite strong. Yeah, nice. um, everybody has to focus on on, on their regions and, and and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I think there was a record number of men's teams that went to this last nationals, bro, and it was a tough competition. Yeah, True. so it's, how many teams? I think it was like twelve men's teams, if not maybe a little bit more, fourteen. Man. So I, I know the um, I know Tanaki had a um, had a team, bro. Oh, I mean, fuck, did they? They had a men's team. Mean, yeah. So, um, which was awesome to see the likes of they, they you know, them and um, one or two had like two teams, Wellington, yep. other a few other teams down there. So, um, bro, it was it was it was such a good good experience. Um, playing against those you know sort of like the teams you don't really get to play against. Yeah, yeah. Um, mean, but the touch of New Zealand bro, at the moment is, is quite strong. Yeah, it's, Fuck, that's good to hear, eh? No, I'm happy to hear that. Um, and you've been playing club footy on the side, bro. Tell us a little yeah. bit more about that. Yeah, so um, been playing club footy for uh, a couple of years now. Since obviously since I left left school, I I was you know pursuing the touch career, but then sort of that came to a little bit of a halt. So I went back and played a bit of um bit of bit of rugby uh, for Fakarewerewa, who are our premier uh, team here in Otsuroa. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Last year we had a local round because obviously because of the COVID stuff, so which was good for our club because we could um sort of just play against the people. Oh, the teams, the clubs around Mutsudua. Yeah. Um, it just gave us a bit of time, I guess, to to strengthen our club a little bit more, heading back into the Bay Wide. So we went back into nice. the Bay Wide from this year, which was play against the likes of Teranga Sports and, and Mount Wanganui and a few of the other teams over there. Um, 
and yeah, they're, they're strong clubs, bro. But um, this nice. year we've been tracking along nicely and been enjoying the footy season. Nice, sort of position a couple of years ago, it went from half back out to the out <laughs> outside back. So yeah, nice, yeah, enjoyable, bro. Yeah. yeah, that's good, bro. It's always good to have a jam. Does your older brother play for that team as well? Oh, he did, bro. Yeah, but he's um sort of hung the boots up on the footy side for oh, the yeah. last. Nice, bro. Yeah. Um, so we connect with him for the. Yeah, nice, bro. From school, yeah, yeah. Um, oh fuck! What was I gonna say? I feel like I feel like you guys are what close to semis or something. Yeah, bro. We got um. So this is our second round, like the top eight. So in the first round, we play everybody. Yeah. Uh, I think twelve teams, and then the top eight go to the second round. And we're this week will be our fourth weekend now. So we've had um two wins and a loss. We had our first loss on the weekend in a in a wee while. Yeah. To uh, so, so a strong Tipuna team, but yeah, we got a few. About four weeks left of the round robin, and then we'll go into um, semis and finals. So, nice so it'll be interesting because obviously, like I like I mentioned earlier, a lot of the clubs um, have their sort of super super players back after after a short season. So yeah, uh, the strength in our club footy at the moment, and it's yeah, it's quite strong. Nice, bro. And I feel like a lot of super players are coming. Either they're from the bay and they're going back there, or they're they're there. So I feel like. Um... Like you and I mentioned earlier before we even started recording, like the the steamers preseason team is almost like a super team, but it, it must be good to have those have those super players kind of come back and teach you a few things and kind of boost your squads and stuff midway through the season, eh? Good to get them some footy as well before might attend. Yeah, hundred percent, bro. It's been good having the likes of you know with oh, with an our team we've had Triple T and um, Sean Wanui come yeah. and play and a couple of other boys, bro. Um, it's just the experience and their knowledge at their next level is just, you know, it's invaluable. And um, when they come back and help us, bro, it's just, it's, it's massive. Like, I don't think they realize how much of an effect they, they have, not only on the players that they play alongside, but the club themselves. Like, yeah, for sure. For, for club rugby, um, when they, they, you know, the names come back to play and, um, you know, the next generation, our JAB players get to, get to watch the, the idols sort of on the, on the, the home grounds and stuff like that. So, I think they they realize the the sort of enough effects they have on yeah. um yeah Man. but it's massive bro like the contribution to the club for the at the moment it's it's made our the competition real strong and and hard yeah wicked bro how's old, how's T Man and Shawnee Boy bro how are they yeah they're all good bro T T's all good he had a he had a good run around on the weekend but um yeah he's good and Shawnee Shawnee's good it was good to have him have him come along um play for us a couple of times so um, nice. Oh, they're, they're awesome, bro. They're good. That's good, bro. I feel like the um the Raiders demographic. It's there's definitely a lot of um there's definitely a lot of us Maori there. And I think the one thing that I like about it, well, I've not really um I've not really gone there to watch a game or whatnot, but I see a lot on your stories. Like you guys do heaps of huckers like for your after your games and stuff. I think we need to bring that back a lot more, bro. Like um I think Maori rugby is something that is definitely needs to be rekindled and and um. And I'll tell you for sure, but I think it's I think it's refreshing seeing that at an aftermatch. Like I've not seen that before ever, bro. And to kind of see that, I'm like, fuck, that's wicked. Like almost makes me want to be a part of it, you know? Like what's kind of um, led that initiative? Obviously, it's just kind of fucking who you are and, and what the club stands for and stuff. But is every club kind of like that down in Rotors or um, all all the multi clubs, bro, around? sort of the bay are, are like that. They've always been like that. Like ever since I've been at the club, or oh, that's just that's just part and parcel of what we do. Yeah. Um always after our, our captain's speech we we do a hakatutuku 
to the other teams and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like I, like I mentioned earlier, bro, all the Māori teams pretty much around the Bay, whenever we go to other clubs, we, we do it to each other. And um, uh, even to the, to the other cl- clubs that don't do it, we still we still do it. Yeah, um, man. Um, but it's just it's just a part of our culture, bro. Like, that's the kind of culture we... Like, our club is a, like a hard Māori club, bro. Like, honestly, yeah. red and black. Yeah, through and through. Like, even when you come for after-match feed, you're getting the hangi, you're getting the full course, bro. Like, Unreal. This is how how they roll down there but um yeah i guess i think it's it's just part of the culture down down these ways bro like yeah it's, it's such a cool asset to have like uh, like like you mentioned bro a lot of other clubs don't have like they didn't they didn't do that yeah i mean the other followers they come in and say far that's the first time i've seen a hacker like that it's, it's quite you know quite special it's quite, yeah it's bro. Quite a, i feel like yeah. it um i feel like uh it kind of builds like a a club culture and i think a lot of clubs lack that um yeah. I think it definitely makes like the formal proceedings a lot more sharp. The boys kind of they, they look a lot sharper. They're in their ones. Like I've gone to games where people will have their shirts tucked out. They won't have them tucked in. No belt. They're wearing fucking different coloured jeans and dirty sneakers. And I'm like, bro, you look like you're just coming off the back of a fucking dump truck. You know, like um, it's it, it's wicked to see, bro. It's refreshing. I hope you keep it up. Um, and hopefully one day I can um either lace up with you boys and fucking yeah. I don't know. Hopefully one day, but we'll see. But um, do you have any kind of goals for footy, or are you kind of just like doing it on the side and? Um, like when I was younger, bro. Obviously, as a as a youngster, I was always you know the dream to be an All Black and all of that kind of buzz. But um, even at school, bro, like I always I always mentioned this to T. Like I was I was the nine, bro. Like I was ahead of him. He was on my bench. He was my <laughs> yeah, bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like are you on my understudy? Bro? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, just being at school, like after I just didn't really click on, like touch was always, I guess, for me. Um, and I just didn't really have the size, bro. Like that was probably another another fault that I that I had was that was never the biggest guy out there. But um I guess the goals that I had when I went to club footy, bro, was just to be a club man and, and earn my get my blazer was my first one. So 50 matches for my club, which I earned a couple of years ago. Wow, um, and the next one's the handy, bro. The next one's the handy. So nice. Uh, handy club club matches and I'm about 89 I think at the moment so I'm not too far not so, far bro what was it like will you yeah, get next, that this season no nah, I'll just miss out oh yeah yeah so hopefully um start of next season but yeah that that'll that's the next goal bro and just just to try and win a, a baywide premiership with my club that'll that'll be a yeah a couple of goals for footy but other than that bro nah just just enjoy it nice, play bro. footy and with the boys and Drink a couple of cold ones with them after the match. So. It's mandatory, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Wicked, brother. Hey, look, we'll move on from um, from the footy and the touch. We'll kind of get into a little bit more about like style, fashion, culture, and um, and your vintage business. Um, kind of where where did it all kind of start for you in terms of like fashion and stuff? Where do you get your style inspiration from? Um, probably just when I was younger, bro. I just always enjoyed like. I wasn't dressing up to impress, but I just like I just like like feeling like good about the way I dressed. Like Same. it was Same. never about trying to impress anybody else. It was just always about like myself. Like I, I like to I guess yeah, dress in a certain way that I felt like comfortable with myself and yeah. the way that I dressed. So um and then just always was always up with the, obviously the latest trends, just try to just stay in the game and, and all of that. But um yeah, when I was younger, bro, like the vintage game, like I just found a couple of photos the other day of like me as a youngster and a couple of starter jackets and and the old, <laughs> hard. Like, 
with the Tims and you know all of that. It was kind of kind of cool to to be able to relate that back to where I'm at now. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just just always like the sense of, of dressing nice and yeah, yeah. not for anybody else, but, but mainly just to feel good myself, bro. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Do you have um? Do you have any people you kind of try and base your fashion off? Like for me, it's Quade Cooper. I don't know about like do you do you have anyone like that or you kind of just? I guess like re- more recently, bro. Like it's probably been like the likes of Louis Brown. Like he's obviously yeah. an icon and, and with aerials and stuff like that. Um, another one's Rico. Like Yuani. He's like yeah, bro. Which is a nice like I don't know, just a sense of of style and sleazy, eh? Yeah, it's just it's just I, I like I like his his look and the way he goes for things. Um, but yeah, definitely Quay Cooper, bro. Like he's his game and the way he dresses. Is- <laughs> he's fucking next level, eh? Yeah. <laughs> bro, that man. Um, bro, I feel like I f- I feel like it's all um, especially in fashion, in terms of fashion. I feel like it's um, it's kind of all about the fits. Like Rico could fit something and look fucking gangs, but then if I wore it, I'd look like a fucking idiot, you know. Like, but I'd like it'd be the exact same shit, but it'd look way better on him than it would on me, you know, like type of thing. So, I think for me, like personally, and I've been trying to find stuff that fits me personally, not what I'd like, like how it looks on the shelf. But once I try it on, I'm like, oh fuck that, yeah, that's actually way better than what I thought. Or no, nah, that's fucking rubbish. Like, is it kind of like the same with you? Yeah, I guess you gotta find like what. Yeah, that's pretty much it, bro. Like what fits for you. Like, yeah, I, I know there's, there's other followers that I look at and I'm like, far yeah, I'd like to look like that or yeah, what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, it doesn't. This doesn't hit the same, bro. Yeah, yeah. You definitely have to find what fits for you and and what works for you. And I, I know it's taken a little while for me to try and you know like find that. And yeah, I guess that's always an inspiration to try and you know find the next thing that. That pops up or that fits for you, yeah. Hundred percent, um, bro. We'll, we'll get into kind of like your 07 vintage and and your vintage um clothing business that you've just started up. Firstly, I just want to um, fucking commend you for getting out there and doing it, bro. I feel like there's a lot of people out there who have an idea and all they need to do is just do it, bro. And I'm um I'm fucking I'm I'm proud of you for getting out there and doing it. And it's um. It's a pretty cool thing to 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 see um to see you kind of to kind of go go through it and learn and seeing you in front of the camera I think a big part of I suppose having like an e-commerce business and especially in that space is content and I think you're doing a really fucking good job with it um and I think especially for I don't know about you but for me like in terms of like a young Maori boy vulnerable being in front of the camera I feel like you're doing that really fucking good as well so bro firstly I just want to firstly thank you for I suppose like leading that space in terms of for young Maori boys, but secondly, just fucking congratulating you, bro, on starting something which is fucking wicked to see. Thank you, bro. That, that means a lot. Like, that definitely does. And um, I've had a few, like you know, people reach out like that, and it's oh, it's just it's just inspiring, bro. And it means a lot. It's like just makes me feel you know feel good inside just to know that people you know reach out like that. Yeah. Because uh, for me, just just it took a little while, like actually a long long time to, to actually follow through with it like yeah. you mentioned a lot of people don't but um during lockdown bro it was kind of kind of came up with this idea of wanting to start it but just never follow through with it yeah until a month ago where i just was like man i gotta i gotta do this like this is too good of an opportunity not to like i'm so passionate about it like i, I guess that's that's what drives me to want to do it and and um yeah it's pretty much why i why i done it bro i dived in to do it, it was because i was passionate about it and I thought to myself, why, why, why can't why I just, eh? 
Yeah. At the end of the day, like, what, what do I got to lose? Like, you know, a bit of money to try and start up a business and, and all that, but that's that's nothing. Yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, I guess shyness to or, or wanting to fail, like, you know, that kind of thing. But it, after looking at looking past it and, and you know, sort of that kind of thing, I was like, nah, man, I gotta I gotta do this. Nice. Um, there's to it um, within myself that I know that I can do it. So yeah. yeah. I suppose once you kind of once you get past that mental barrier of like, like you said, like it's a, a barrier of shyness and stuff, you kind of open up so many different avenues and, and options for yourself, eh? which I suppose you're kind of in that space at the moment. I was definitely saying, bro, when I, when I first started this, like, I think one of the main reasons why I continue to do it is just because it helps me with vulnerability, bro. Like for one, I fucking hate the sound of my own voice, but to like continuously just keep chucking it in. Like now, bro, I'm like 16 episodes in and I can't give a fuck anymore, you know, like, and it's just um, providing so much positivity and stuff out like that. So um, I think that's that's one of my big learnings in terms of starting something similar to that. You might be different, but um, but yeah, bro, I'm fucking proud of you for everything you're doing. Um, so kind of where did the where did the inspiration come from, bro? Yeah, like I mentioned, bro, down, during lockdown, I sort of um, like I could see the trend of the vintage game sort of coming into the market, like just before sort of lockdown, I sort of i seen it arising, like it's always been there, like a passion of mine, like I always loved the, the vintage gears and the get-ups mm. and, and all that kind of thing, but i just seen a, I seen a demand in the, or sort of a, a demand in the market where I, I thought I could, I could plug in, especially around here in this area and, and like the Bay and uh, Rotorua, um, and then, yeah, I guess lockdown happened and then I was like, nah, I can't do it, but then after thinking about it, talking to my partner about it for a little while and my family, they were like, nah, man, you just give it a crack. And give it a crack. Yeah. Back in the percent, and um, and that 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 was probably the the it for me was they told me that they had you know they had my back and they'll support me no matter what so um, that's all I needed and then um, yeah sort of have a look back since bro like I've just been um, just riding the wave every day bro it's been it's been awesome like I can't Man. Like, it's it's on some real some of some moments that I'm just sitting there especially on drop days like seeing um, you know the drops and and all the con uh, like all the content and all the all the stuff just go i'm like like so blown away and yeah. just so grateful for the support and um but yeah like you mentioned earlier bro like getting on the front of the camera and being vulnerable that was like the biggest thing for me like um always had this thought like or just these thoughts in my mind about people what are they going to think of me when i yeah. jump up on the camera and like hundred look at this cheesy fellow or whatever like it, that was you know after my first um sort of video in front of the the camera i was like that's all that was going through my head but then i sort of got to this point where i was like no and i just kept doing it kept doing it and like you said bro, i just i don't really care anymore whether it's you know people like it people don't it's just yeah like i i enjoy it and something that i want to do i'm passionate about so i don't really i don't care about what other people think anymore bro hundred yeah yeah so that's that's a big drive as well that's mean bro how um so, so how are your jobs working at the moment like how do you how do you structure them um so at the moment i'm just doing like one a month at the moment um it's kind of hard with the shipping um mm. with shipping at the moment just because of the covid and the delays and stuff like that so um like i got a bunch of hats that i ordered like probably like two months ago and they haven't arrived like from the us so yeah like you gotta you gotta find the balance where you've got you know enough content enough stuff to to keep producing but you can't like do it too yeah i i, I guess I found the way for me at the moment that doing it once a month, like one job a month is, is 
sort of like works for me. Yeah. Um, it me enough time to obviously get the gears in. I'm trying to stay like one ahead. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But just to make sure that, um, yeah, the jobs. So I, I originally, bro, was, was going to just do it off Instagram. Um, but I found like by researching and doing other stuff that I could, it was probably more beneficial for me to do it through, through a website. Yeah. Um, so I started that up. I've done everything myself, bro. Like I, I'm like, I'm just like, yeah, much, like had a few pointers from other people and, and whatnot, but I pretty much ran the web, website by myself, um, done all the orders and stuff by myself, all the pictures and stuff by myself. Like that's all the content. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So, um, and it's just, I'm just learning, bro. Like it's just all part of learning ever since like my first time, like doing anything to do with AC Vintage. I've just, just learned so much and, and that's all you do. Like, I guess like just learn every day on different things that you can do better or things yeah. that you can alter or change. And I've learned so much from other followers, like talking to other vintage followers. And, yeah, bro. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a, a huge learning in the whole, the whole thing. And it's, it's a cool community to be a part of like the vintage game. Like there's a lot of followers out there that uh, a lot of pages that I, I didn't know that existed, bro. Like there's yeah. it's such a like community. So, um, yeah, so it's, 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 it's mean, bro. It's a, it's a buzz. Nice, bro. I feel like there's, um, there's still a big hole in the market for vintage and like, there's a lot of pages out there, but I feel like there's only one, one, one kind of kit like there's only like like for example like there's there's fuck all corduroy brown hats out there you know and like it's very rare to walk past someone on the street and like they'll be wearing a corduroy's browns like that's fucking rare bro you know like but in terms of like earls for example you go to um you go to the mall and fucking eight eight cats are wearing the same color as you eh? you know type of thing so i think that's that's what's so good about about vintage bros it's so authentic and the more pages the better i i, I feel and um I feel like you guys are in such a good community that you guys aren't competing against each other because you guys are all wanting everyone to win, which I think is fucking massive, eh? Um, big that's what of I, it. I, a few followers said to me at the start, bro, like they, they were there to help and I was like, oh, this is, this is you know, totally um, sort of different to what I expected. Like, you know, in, in sort of like a game like that, you expect everybody to sort of be against each other. Yeah. But it's the total opposite, bro. It's like followers help me at the start but and now it's come a full 360 where they're asking me for stuff so i'm like you're naked yeah, yeah. It's, it's been massive bro to, to like to think now that they're asking me what i like you know some of the stuff that i'm doing and stuff like yeah. that so in the full sort of three to four months that i've been in it i've learned so much bro and it's um definitely uh, um an authentic game to be a part of nice and yeah, I'm just trying to look for a couple of point of differences now. So that's that's the next that's the next um That's it, bro. That's what's gonna get you to the next level, eh? Yeah. Nice bro. What are you um what type of kit are you chasing? Obviously you're into your corduroy hats and stuff. Um what kind of kit like t shirts, hoodies, crews, anything like that? Yeah, so um so my like my game at the moment is all my point of difference is where I wanted to come in was that um I'm solely um solely focused on like pro sport. So that's all like, you now you see other sort of vintage fellas that go for pro sport, they'll have um Harley Davidson, you know, all of those kind of polo kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but mine's you know, basically just pro sport in the 90s stuff. So um I'm doing hats, so mostly corduroy hats. Um that's that's sort of my my specialty that I want to look into, and then crew necks and mm. t-shirt so that's that's the three mains at the moment but i've got a couple of 
um, yeah, other options at the moment that I'm, nice. I'm looking to that I want to sort of change the, I guess, change the game a little bit and, and bring those into. But um, yeah, that's that's the next that's the next stage, bro. That I'll um, I'll let you in on a little secret, bro. I've definitely got I've got some beanies that are coming in. Um, so I know there's there are some some vintage beanies out there, but um, specifically pro sport beanies. Nice. And then I get to the kids game, bro. So there's no there's um not many people out there that supply like vintage stuff for kids. Huh. Uh, there's there's some stuff out there. It's definitely harder to get a hold of, but I want to try and target that because I've had a few parents hit me up like, oh, hey, do you sell like kids stuff? So um that's that's the next journey, bro, to try and that's smart, bro. That's smart. Um, I can definitely see a massive gap in the in the market for that. A eh? kids vintage and beanies. Me for one, bro. I've not seen a single vintage beanie. So, um, yeah, it'll definitely come. my first one will definitely be seen coming from your page, bro. Hundred percent, which is fucking wicked. Um, kind of in terms of in terms of um, moving forward with it, bro. What are your like your your goals for it? Where do you see it going in, in the next few years? It's kind of hard, bro, because at, at the moment, like, it's it's a side, it's a side, um, side of side business for me. Like, obviously, I've got my study and my kids and sports. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess I, I want to see, I had to set out a few goals, obviously, like short-term goals, long-term goals where I wanted to see it. Um, obviously, if we can sort of take off in the next couple of months, then I would like to eventually put a little bit more effort into it. Yeah. And, just because I'm passionate about it, bro. Like if that gets to a point where I'm, I can, you know, it might end up being a full-time job or something like that, then that'll be like a dream come true. But um, at the moment, bro, it's just making sure I I, I do it properly. Um, so just you know, taking the small steps, um, do, do all these little drops right. Um, but yeah, eventually, bro, just probably just want to progress and try and change the change the game up with the, you know, the kids vintage and the, and the beanies and stuff like that. So if I can come into the game and, and just be known for that, I guess. Have a have a bit yeah. of a different point of difference. Then that'll be a huge success for me, bro. Mean, bro. Mean. Kind of before you started, were you like slightly business minded, or like have you gone business minded since you started it? Yeah, I'd say the second one, bro. Gone yeah. Business minded since I started it, like ah, uh, had the odd like sort of business um, sort of thoughts before, but now it's like changing my whole perspective on. You know, the business, the marketing, especially mm. the e-commerce, it's, it's huge, bro. Um, but yeah, I guess since I've started it, it's been been more of a yeah, business-oriented sort of mindset now. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. It's pretty interesting um, realm to get into. Eh? It's, I feel like there's diff- there's so many different options, man. And um, like I said before, if you kind of open yourself up to those options and you're open-minded, then fuck, you can go anywhere, literally anywhere, bro. That's it. Like, yeah, if you're open-minded and you're willing to, to learn and willing to listen and, and just take in, there's so much information out there, bro, like, that it's almost endless, like, yeah. the, way he, the way Ice puts it out there, you know, yeah. like, just like, I sort of, like, thought thought about it and started listening to him a little bit more and, yeah. and then the other boys and, oh, bro, like, there's so much information out there, it's, like, ridiculous and whether you want to learn it or not, like, you just have to be willing to actually open up and, and listen and, and take all that advice in and stuff like that so yeah 100 ice is easy to listen to eh? bro it's so, so easy it's like everything that comes out of his mouth just fucking automatically makes sense and like you know like i don't fucking know anyone else who can speak like that like 
he just speaks like gems, bro. Like every everything he says is just like, bro, oh. that just like it's just like wow. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like fuck. <laughs> um, oh fuck, I was gonna say something, but I'll get back to it. Um, in terms of in terms of footy and vintage in general, is there anything else you kind of want to touch on before we uh, get into like a, a few Q and A's? Nah, that's pretty much yeah, that's pretty much it, bro. Yeah. Sweet, bro. Super. So a few of your boys have thrown through, um, sorry, throwing through a, a few questions for you, um, and I've got a few in here as well for you. Um, what's your va- your favorite vintage piece you've seen or you've owned? Ooh, it's been a few. Um. I guess with hats, bro, it'll have to be this one. Like, this has been one of my favorites. Like, yeah, that's gone. I've not seen one like that before. The gym, bro, like, been a good pickup. Um, I'm huge on, like, caricature tees. So I've had, like, a, a few come through. Um, the Bulls rings t- ring tees, like, those are, those are, like, my faves as well. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know if I have a, a favorite piece, bro. Like, they all sort of, like, yeah, there's a couple there. But, yeah, definitely this cord, bro, on my head, like, that's... Hard. Yeah, it's nice, been my bro. Um, this isn't really a question, and I'm kind of going on a little tangent here, but um, remember when you bought you bought that corduroy off me, bro? That Clemson Tigers one, that white one with yeah, the orange yeah. stitching. So I bought that off Percy's. Like I was a big NCAA fan back then, and um, oh, I kind of still am now, especially football. But I remember him chucking it up there, and I was like, "Fuck, that's so mean!" Like I hadn't seen one before. I was like, "Bro, I was like sixty bucks." I was like, "Fuck yeah, definitely pull trigger on it." Got there, bro. Chucked it on, and I looked like a fucking idiot, bro. Like, like I was going back to what um I, I was saying before. Like, you gotta get what fits you. Yeah, yeah, and bro, yeah. like no matter how much I try to like maneuver this hat or fucking alter it, bro, my dome just looked fucking stupid. It looked like a flat peak, and it just didn't suit me, bro. So that's kind of when I decided to part ways with it. But whatever happened to that, bro? You still have it, or are you like looking at palming it off? No, I, I palmed it off, bro. Like uh, a couple of weeks, oh no, a couple of months ago now. Um, oh, yeah. To one of the other vintage fellas up in Auckland, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, and was like, bro. Can I sell that for you? So he, I ended up giving it to him to sell, bro, to resell. Oh, man. So, yeah, yeah. So it's gone. Oh, I don't know who's got it, bro. It's gone somewhere, but. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever try to put it on? Yeah, yeah. It was all good, bro. But like with cords, like they, they differ in like the depth and like where they sit. Like some of them sit well, some of them don't. Depends on like the tags and stuff, like more specialty tags. They're the ones that are usually the good ones that, that sit, sit well, but yeah. there's a couple of other ones that, like the college ones, uh, are the ones that, like, they, they're a bit deeper. In the, in yeah. The, in the... yeah. Yeah, bro. Like, this one was, it was kind of deep, but oh, it was kind of like medium, but like, if I put it on the front, bro, it looked like a flat, like a flat peak, like one you get from the $2 shop. And if I flipped it around backwards, it was like they're a good. bowl, bro. It was like too big. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. So I thought, nah, this has got to go. But um, oh well, good to know that it's in better hands anyway. Um, what's your we'll move on, bro? What's your daily routine like? Um, so usually in the mornings, bro, like wake up, go to the gym in the mornings. You do boxing classes in the morning. I oh. alternate with Mumsy. She goes to classes in the mornings as well sometimes. Yeah. Um, then I'll get get back from the gym and pretty much get the kids ready for school. So that's from like seven to eight, pretty much getting them ready, getting myself ready. Yeah. And then I'm on drop-offs as well. So on my way to tech, I'll drop them off to school, then pretty much head to tech. Um, there for a couple of hours, 
and then I might come home after tech for a little while, depending on what time I finish. And then yep. I got the pick so I picked him up from school. <laughs> um, cruise home, chill for about an hour, and then pretty much hit the training. Yeah. So for the training or my own training um, on the off nights and stuff like that. And then wherever I can fit the winter stuff in, I fit that in as well. So nice, bro. <laughs> Matt, yeah. good. Nice, bro. Yeah, and then, yeah, that's pretty much how the, how the day goes. Quite busy, yep. but we're good. Um, who's got the best whack in NZ? Oh, on the five. Oh, is a... Apart from you, because I've heard you've got a deadly fucking left foot, eh? <laughs> I'm not even lying, bro. I'm not even lying. Not at not, not, not this old age anymore, bro. <laughs> Getting too old now, so it's a, it's a little bit, a bit of passing game in there. But yeah, no, yeah. Um, there's a few young followers, eh, bro? Usually the young followers always have to have, to, have the deadly racks. Yeah. Um, oh, wouldn't have a clue, to be honest, these days. There's a couple out there. Yeah. Um, Ash Robertson Bartlett would be one. I don't know if you know Ash. Bro, I've, I've heard of him. He's um, Alfreston College, eh? Yeah, so he's Ash. Uh, there's a few other boys, Tatui uh, from Auckland. Um, oh, Nehemi Bray is always, always a goat. Yeah. He always a touch when he comes back and plays um, plays touch is always a, it's a, it's a goodie. So yeah. It's like a sort of fella that you don't want to sort of line up against. Yeah, hard, hard. <laughs> but, yeah, be, be a couple out there. Yeah, bro, a quick story about Nick here. So when I was when I was living down in Palmy, I would have been like year nine, year ten. I was playing on like Central Districts Touch. Oh, yeah. And we played like this um this fundraiser tournament in, in Monganui. Um oh, I can't remember what his name was, but it was like a charity tournament for a boy who'd passed away who was kinda yeah. like in the touch scene. And um and Nehe was in a team that kinda came down just for a jam. And I remember playing in the middles and he was in the middles as well. And this is before he like made it big, bro. And um, he was like, he was fucking way bigger than us. I was still a, I was still a little kid, bro. And um, I'm probably exaggerating a little bit here, but I remember him doing a quickie on me, and then him whacking on the inside, and then like going for a dive, and then mid, bro, mid air, man rips a longy, <laughs> man rips a longy, and I'm like, fuck, I'm diving for him, thinking he's got the ball, fucking go touch, and he's not even got the ball, bro. He's Right, get up, he's running back to halfway and they've fucking scored a try in the corner. And oh, I'm like, unreal. That sounds like him, bro. Something that he'll pull out of the bag, bro. Like yeah. He's always a bag of goodies there for bro. Free, um, bro. Free. You know, I know the tournament you're talking about there. Yeah. 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 Oh, nice. I don't know if that's still going, but... um. Yeah, it's still going, bro. That tournament, right. I can't remember off the top of my head what it's called, but it's still going. Yeah, 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 yeah. nice. Um, What about who's got the best quickie step back or step back longy? Oh, T Man will say he's up there, wouldn't he? Oh, that fellow rates himself like, so, <laughs> like on the five every time. It's like, give it back to me, step back long, and it's yeah. like, bro, I'm not even on, bro. <laughs> yeah. But nah, nah, he's actually, he's actually gone out of there, bro. He's obviously we played like through high school and through um, like the band stuff together, so he, he'll be definitely up there, bro. Yeah, he's still got the skills and stuff like that. He's got his little he's, He's sharp, bro. Um, I know he's going. He's going through a little bit of adversity with footy and stuff at the moment, but he's probably one of the one of the smartest nines I've ever played with. Eh? And had the pleasure of just being in meetings with bro. He's so um, especially once he came out of twenties and went to the Canes and stuff. My first couple of years in the Naki, I really just soaked up everything he had to say. So, um, big fan of T Man, and hopefully he kind of gets his crack again. Eh? Yeah, I hope so too, bro. It's it's guttering to, to see him, you know. 
where he's gone to at the moment. But um, yeah. I know he's I know he's fighting in China's it's hard to stay here in New Zealand and, and work his way back into the to their top mix. So yeah, yeah, bro. He's probably another one that I'd be keen on getting on the potty. Eh? His story would be um, second yeah. to none. Yeah. yeah hard. Um, if you could give one piece of advice to someone, what would it be? I guess, oh, like in terms just of life, bro. Or just, yeah, bro. Yep. Um, just to be always willing to learn, bro. Like I guess for me when I was young, like even like with touch and stuff, like I, I thought I always knew it all. Um, so just being being open to to learning and and I guess like I wasn't that coachable if you if you know what I mean. Like I was always a, a guy that that thought I knew it all before, like when the coach was talking. So <laughs> yeah. I changed that mindset bro, and was and now I'm like a, I try and like put that at the forefront of my the way I live is trying to be open and, and open. learning from from, nice, from people. Um and like especially when it comes to touch bro, like if you can be and you know as coachable as possible to the to whoever's talking to you or whatever then like you're gonna go a long way to to being a successful person or an athlete stuff like that. Hundred percent. Are not open to to learning from other people and what they have to say. Like, yeah, I th- I think that's a it's a huge advice, bro. Hundred percent. Um, we've got two more questions here, bro, from some of your boys. How good your shoulder battle on the field, Shaky boy? Yeah, <laughs> oh, I want to I want to rate it that that highly. <laughs> Any guesses who that came from? Oh, got a couple, I think. Yeah, a couple of boys in the in the club footy team, but <laughs> bro, you've got on Timana Mangafika there, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's come back and played this year. Yeah, yeah. I used to go to uni with him, bro. Good cunt. Oh, gee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and last one, bro. If there were five people at kick-ons, who would be? Who would they be, and why? <laughs> five people in kick-ons. Oh. I'd have to go with uh, Carlos Savage, Axel Honick. Um, this is there. Sassy Wee Happy. Um, oh, geez, Damien Darlington. And, and we'll go to Triple T. He rates himself at a kick on, but he's no good. <laughs> Folds at 12 way, folds at midnight. Clumsy <laughs> yeah. calls. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you kind of want to touch on, brother, before we wrap it up? Um, Oh, I just want to thank you, bro, um, heaps for allowing me to come on here on your platform and um, just opening up and reaching out to me. It's been it's been massive, bro. Being able to talk to you and um, just being open and, and and stuff like that. It's I, I love what you're doing as well, bro. It's a huge you know um, credit to you and what you're doing. Um, yeah, and I just just respect to you for for what you're doing and, and the platform that you're. You know, you're putting up there for not only us as as Maori Maori boys and but but for just people in general bro to be able to share their story it's um i love it bro i love love when i hear you know of other people doing stuff like this it's it's massive um i'm a huge believer of like you know of my seeing my my boys succeed or seeing yeah. people that i love succeed and um so i'm a huge follower for that bro so um yeah heads off to you bro really appreciate you reaching out and and i love my time on here so yeah mean brother and no, i appreciate that thanks bro um and look, bro. Likewise, here, man. Like I said before, it's it's um it's a pleasure to have you on, and um hopefully one day over summer we can we can run it back, and hopefully um have a few beers together and and whatnot, and chop it up again. But bro, it was really good to um chew the fat with you, brother. Really proud of uh, how far you've come, 
and um, really keen on what's to come for you, bro, in your journey. So appreciate to you taking time out of your out, out of your day, bro. I know you got a young family to look after as well. So um, I'll flick your message, bro, and we'll um, we'll chop it up over summer. How does that sound? Sounds good, brother. Really looking forward to that. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good, brother. Sweet as. You have a good one, eh? Good one, bro. Thank you, brother. Later, brother.